Hi, I'm Dave, and I met Sasha in 2013 at a karaoke competition. We fell in love and decided to make a baby in 2016. Each month, roughly, during Sasha's pregnancy, we sat down to chat about our feelings, fears, and much, much more. All right, we have arrived at the final installment of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Podcast project of sorts. <laughs> About your pregnancy, Sasha. That's right. What's the date today? The 20th. Of? June. The year? 2017. Year of our Lord. God bless it. So I figured we could tell the story of your labor, (laughs) the laboring you did eight days ago. You probably should tell it because I don't remember it. (laughs) I'll tell it. And And then we can talk about kind of the first week of parenthood. How, yeah. how little Johan's doing. Yeah. All right. So let me set this up. We got to the hospital about 930. Is that right? That's right. And they, on the 12th. On the 12th June. of June, which is my birthday. Yeah. So Dave decided to have, to share a birthday with a baby. Mm-hmm. So I have two birthday boys now. <laughs> Every year. I'm sure. Going forward. <laughs> It'll make things easier and harder probably in ways that we don't yet understand. But we got to the hospital and they got you all in, set up in your room, and they did a great job. They were like really mm-hmm. well prepared for us. They had your mm-hmm. name on documents all set out in the room I really and liked everything. It. Super simple. And they hooked you up to pitocin, mm-hmm. which is a d- drug that uh, helps induce labor mm-hmm. and contractions. That's right. And then you kind of we kind of just sat around for a while. Yeah. And mom was there, so mm-hmm. we were just like chit chatting and hanging out. Yeah. And it was a really stormy day. Yes, it started like, raining. Super and... weird storm for mm-hmm. June 12th in Salt Lake. Super windy, dark clouds, raining. That's right. And then, as I remember it, you know, we got to a point where they were up in your dose of Pitocin. Mm-hmm. And we decided around one, let, let's get the epidural going. Yeah. So the anesthesiologist came in and he gave you a little talk and... Mm-hmm. Anytime they're like, oh, there's a one to two percent chance that you will your die. head's gonna fall off, and uh, <laughs> you will have a headache that will never stop. Even though it's one to two percent, it's kind of terrifying to hear. It is. But they set you up, and you were sitting up, and then the guy went to work putting the needle in your back mm-hmm. and putting the threading the the tube in and he mm-hmm. ran into a little trouble because you, you told him at one point i'm numb on one side of my body but <laughs> not on the other which that must have been a kind of a weird feeling it, it was it, yeah and uh the reason why is because i have scoliosis a yeah. really really minor one that i have never known i had so you have a little kink in your back yeah and anyway he, he ended up figuring out how to get around the scoliosis and <laughs> And get the epidural set up. And he told you if you feel dizzy or nauseous to mm-hmm. let him know because that's a sign that's not good. Yeah. But it would happen immediately. Right. So everything was fine. You laid back down. Yeah. He gave me an extra dose. He gave you an extra dose, got you going, left the room. And then about 20 minutes later, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I looked down on my phone to check something. And I look up and you were like limp. Your head had fallen to the side and you were out and the nurse hit the red button that's like fire alarm in this room. And eight people, doctors and nurses, came sprinting in the room. Oh, my God. 
And the moment I looked up and saw this, I was just like, this is, this is my nightmare. Like, this is the worst feeling I felt in my entire life. And I immediately was so terrified and I was like on the verge of crying. And I mean, what, what it was, I can't do anything. Mm -mm. I'm just watching the baby's heart rate also at the same time. So they had you hooked up to a monitor and you're supposed to be between like 140 and 160 and you hear the heartbeat over the, in the like room speaker. So Mm -hmm. it's like, and then when you went limp, the baby's heart rate went to, and oh, that I will never, I will have nightmares my whole life about that doot doot sound. (laughs) And so everyone's freaking out. They get you an oxygen mask on you Mm -hmm. and he comes in and gives you a shot of epinephrine, like straight Mm -hmm. adrenaline. Yeah. And it woke, it woke you up a little bit. And then Mm -hmm. after about two or three minutes of them scrambling around the room, thank God, or whoever, whatever the magic ghost in the sky is, uh, you came back to the baby's heart rate, jumped back up. Yeah. And everything was fine, but gee, God damn, that was the scariest moment of my life. Oh, my God. I don't remember that well. I just remember feeling really, really nauseous and, and like, lightheaded. That's yeah. all I remember. Well, you, I mean, it hit you in a bad way. And so, thankfully, we got past that. Mm-hmm. I was, but I was on, I, that was, like, I was on edge for every single minute of the rest of the day. And essentially the rest of the day, I just stared at this number on the (laughs) monitoring the baby's heart rate and was just like, you know, praying that it would stay in that range. So they got you back up, got literally lowered the dose of Pitocin Mm -hmm. because that's probably the baby didn't like that. Yeah. And you were having regular contractions as mm -hmm. the hours went on. But and that was pretty dilated too. Yeah, you were really dilated, like five centimeters at that point, yeah, five, five six, six centimeters. Yeah. And then they said the baby's kind of in the sunny side up position. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what that means, but the facing, looking up instead of down. All right, so kind of one eighty turned around, mm-hmm. and they were having you sit on this ball and and put it between <laughs> your legs and yeah. lean over. And the baby was really temperamental. Like every time you turned over to put the ball between your legs, his heart rate would drop again. Yeah, and they th- didn't know if the cord was in his way yeah. or what was going on, but it was just so scary every time it happened. Yeah. But anyway, the I, you kept dilating, and they got you to a point where the doctor could go in and manually turn the baby, which yeah. is what he did. That's exactly what he did. Otherwise, it wouldn't, he wouldn't have come out. You would have had to have a C-section. That's right. And That was awesome that he did that, too. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. That's he, right. He really... He really tried hard for me to deliver. Vaginally. And then, the, and then the next thing I remember, we were kind of like in the, like, last forty-five minutes of pushing, mm-hmm. and it was you and me and the nurse in the room. Yeah, and I, like I that. had one leg and she had the other leg. I like that. And a you lot. had <laughs> you had the the engine. I had the other. I had the no. I had the <laughs> legs too. Yeah. Because then you let go and then yeah. you push. We like helped you get them up and prop them up, yeah. and then you pushed them toward yourself That's and right. pulled them and pushed. Yeah, and, and that was hard. That's yeah. like what I remember from that is that I was questioning whether I can do it. Yeah, I I feel like I was leg holder, a hype man as much as I was yeah. leg holder. I was like trying to keep you positive and I was encouraging, so and you were just I could see you were like 
nauseous. Quitting in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this. <laughs> so, we, yeah, so, and then kind of we're doing this pushing every few minutes the contraction comes and mm -hmm. she was at first we were doing three pushes like oh, push uh, push uh, push and then you were like i can't do three and so we made it we bargained <laughs> that you would do two really hard ones instead of three medium ones but it's true it helped yeah, yeah it, it definitely like kept you kept you positive and thinking optimistically and i feel like it was stronger like based on I, observation I, did you think i i don't know but <laughs> it's what we had to do in the moment so i'm glad we did it and and then sure enough like you know when we're inside of 30 minutes of the baby coming out mm -hmm. you can start to see the top of his head yeah he was crowning he was crowning but like mm -hmm. inside you could see the top of the head he was still like an inch in but you were starting to open up we probably shouldn't go into too much graphic detail but <laughs> the I didn't care so that you can't say that. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Uh-uh. But the, the you know, the last kind of dramatic moment of the story is right as the baby was coming out, like he was out to his eyes, maybe his like his eyebrows. Okay. The doctor said, "Oh, well, she's she's having she's spiking a really high fever. You were like 101.6 or something like that." And they said, oh, well, the, oh, my gosh, the baby's spiking a fever now. We have to get him out right now. Otherwise, he could be in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. Again, my like heart sank. I was like, oh, he's not this again. <laughs> and, you know, credit to Dr. Voss. He just, like, went in there. Kind of like, I, think, I feel like he grabbed him by the earlobes and just, like, dragged his little ass out. I don't know. I, I feel like I helped. Totally. It was a team he, effort, but I, I could tell the moment where he was like, uh-oh, we got to get this baby out. And he just like kind of went in there and pulled him out. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the he gets out and He's he, he kind of like just kind of gives him a gentle toss onto your chest, but he was blue, blue. and he wasn't crying. And that's what you see in all the movies. Like yeah. they immediately come out crying yeah. and looking clean. And <laughs> that is just fucking false myth that everyone should be taught in school at a much, or much earlier age that it <sighs> is untrue. So I think they were worried about something being wrong. So they took him off your chest and took him over to the mm -hmm. warming bed. And, you know, I, I, felt like you were there right with me and we were just like cry please just start mm -hmm. crying and it, it, 15 seconds doesn't sound that long but mm -hmm. when you're waiting for that yeah it feels like 15 years for sure how was it to uh cut the umbilical cord oh yeah yeah that was that was cool it i i heard it was going to be really harder to cut than it was it was, it was easy. easy and I, I had they gave me right-handed scissors i which i took that as a bit of insult as left-handed <laughs> So I was especially apprehensive I wouldn't be able to cut it because I usually can't cut shit with right-handed scissors. Um, so you used your right hand too? No, I used my left? left. I can't cut my things with my right. You can't. It's such a foreign motion. I cut it with my left, but with right-handed scissors. But it cut real easy. So then they... Took the, and then after 15 seconds, you heard that first cry, and they're shaking him and warming him up. And yeah. it was just, oh. And you could see that the blue was vanishing. The blue was vanishing. He was getting color in his skin. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. And, and he was, was cone-shaped. Yeah. He was, his head was totally cone-shaped. Cone-shaped. Like, right now, freaky. 
But right now he's so cute. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. perfect it, round. He had to go cone to get out. Yeah. But now it's perfect. And he came out huge. Yeah. Eight, eight, nine. Eight pounds, nine ounces. And they were telling us he'd be like low seven pounds. So that was a bit of a surprise. But your belly was literally all all baby. <laughs> and then they measured him and he was 21 inches. And then I got to go tell all of our family out in the waiting room. And that was a moment I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. And give him all a hug and... Then we within 15 minutes, he was breastfeeding on you. Yeah, he was. He was a champ. He was ready to go out of the gate. It's like, I know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to give him a bath about an hour after he was born, which mm -hmm. was freaky. But like, I'm like, don't, don't, don't drop him. Don't drop him. Be careful. <laughs> but it was really cool. Yeah. And then... Yeah, then we got to kind of have everyone come see you and say hi, and mm -hmm. we, we got moved to another room. Yeah, we had a lot of people there wanted to say so. hi. A lot of fans. Uh -huh. His his name is Johan Marquardt. Uh, J O H A N N. Hey, Leo. Probably the mailman's here. Someone he always has to say hi to. <laughs> So then we got to go to a different room and relax mm -hmm. and the nurses were super helpful and, we, and yeah. they, we kept, they kept us for a couple of extra days so they could give you and the baby antibiotics That's right. for the fever, but it came down quickly and everything was perfect. Yeah. And then, and then we got out of there two days later. Yeah. And we were both healthy. Mom and child are healthy, which is miraculous. It's a, uh, you know. I'm in, in de in eternally grateful for technology because, you know, who knows what happens if we don't have all those fancy monitors and it's true. respond like good response plans and yeah. oh my gosh. So you always, then you question kind of like, what do they do in those birthing facilities where you don't have any of that? <clears throat> I don't know. I, people that have a home birth, I think should be locked up. That's, that's the scary. So scary. Put him with the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. So we named him Johan Marquardt um, after my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, <laughs> Johannes Marquardt, who was the first Marquardt to come over to America from Germany mm -hmm. in like the late 1830s. And we had done some genealogy research in Germany and visited the town my family was from. And that, those were all pretty cool experiences. And kind of over the last nine months, I've had uh, plenty of time to think about them, and it, and it never, it never doesn't dawn me as amazing that decision to pick up everything without knowing really where you're going, what's going to happen on the way, tons of risks, yeah. tons of peril, and taking your family somewhere that far away in hopes that you find a better life for them. That's I think that's an amazing decision. Yeah. And as, as much as it is a tribute to that decision, it thinks it's a tribute to you too. You're a first immigrant, first generation immigrant mm -hmm. to the United States. That's right. And you know, you've, you know, I think have, whether you've learned it or you were born with it, kind of the courage to go out and live in new places and make it work and make it like home. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think uh, hopefully if he has just a little bit of that bravery, 
He will immigrate to at via some point. his name. <laughs> he may not live in the United States at some point at the rate that Donald Trump is leading us. But, you know, maybe he'll go somewhere else and start a new good life. Yeah, that's true. For his family. We're both tearing up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we, we're, we, he's eight days old. He is. How's he been doing? He feeds extremely well, uh-huh. I think. He he kind of chokes a little bit because he <laughs> gorges on my breast milk. He gets too excited. But I think he eats really well. And I like that he eats really well at night. Like I spend like 40 minutes with him. Mm-hmm. And then he hangs out with me for maybe 10. And then I can put him down. And he fusses maybe for five minutes and he falls asleep. Yeah. And, he, and even just in the last couple of days, he's been sleeping for like three, four hour blocks mm-hmm. in the night. Yeah. So I would I would say my first impression is the you won't sleep thing has for this baby and us been oversold. Mm-hmm. But the uh, you will have a lot of laundry to do has been undersold because <laughs> we <laughs> like every ten minutes there's piss or spit <laughs> or mustard diarrhea <laughs> that needs to get changed. That's um, true. The laundry is daily. Yeah. I feel like we don't have enough clothes. I haven't even done the laundry yet. <laughs> Mom and I have been. Mom doing and it. you have done it. <clears throat> I need to step up and do more of that. Yeah. It's not bad. We have really good machines, which is good. I can't imagine what people used to do. Like, I can't. You yeah, just think have of, like washing so it by much. hands. Yeah, you have to have so much clothes. But you don't. Sure. So you, I think you just leave him in crap a lot longer <laughs> than we do. It truly is an amazing time to be alive. Seriously. Makes it so much easier to be a parent. And he's sleeping right now, which is another great thing. He'll be up in an hour or so probably for more food. Let's check. The breast pump you have is freaky. Why? And it just like sucks your nipple in and then pushes it back out and sucks it in. (laughs) It It looks like, you know... Like a piston in a car, just bump, 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 bump. bump. It's amazing. Yeah, he will be up in like maybe an hour to to feed, maybe sooner because he feeds a lot more during the day. Yeah, which is actually good. That's what I want. Uh, well, I think that just about sums it up. We'll we'll get on with our adventure into parenthood here and leave Mm -hmm. you if anyone ever listens to this good people alone any (laughs) final thoughts i kind of thought i will have a really hard labor because my pregnancy was fairly easy Mm. and now thinking back i feel like my birth story is not that bad it was a a good one yeah it has a few scary it has some high drama for sure but in general i think i could do it again (laughs) Wow. <laughs> All right. Johan, you're going to have a brother or a sister. <laughs> My final thought would be just pure gratitude for the technology, the hospital, yeah. the doctors, the nurses, yeah. our family who's been amazing, our friends who have been so nice and supportive. Uh, it's It definitely is a much easier undertaking when you have so many nice people that are it's either their job or not their job, but they do it anyway to help out. We should um, buy a really nice bottle of something for Dr. Voss. Good idea. Next time I visit him. Good idea. Okay. Well. All right. Onward and upward.
Let's have some lunch. Let's eat our lunch. Thanks for listening to this small podcast memory project. If you'd like to connect with us, send us an email at davemarquart1 at gmail.com. Dave, D-A-V-E, Marquart, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, 1 at gmail.com. Thanks. Oh, oh, oh.